This week, Louisiana governor and presumed presidential candidate Bobby Jindal signed an executive order designed to, quote, prevent the state from discriminating against persons or entities with deeply held religious beliefs that marriage is between one man and one woman. This after the Republican-dominated state legislature decided against a so-called Religious Freedom Restoration Act with a similar premise. Now look, I'm fully aware that it may come across at times like I'm more focused on gender than is healthy. But living in Louisiana, I get to see this stuff up close. And I sincerely believe that it's less about the specific actions of a particularly odious executive and more about the kinds of strategies that are being tested to prepare for the Supreme Court's pending decision on marriage equality. So let's think of Louisiana as the canary in the coal mine of democracy. As I welcome my good friend, activist John Dennison, to State of Belief Studio. John, welcome back. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, Welton. It's always great to be here. Uh, And I never tire of talking about Bobby Jindal because (laughs) America needs to learn what we in Louisiana have been learning about him for almost eight years now. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Okay, well, let's start uh, by expanding a bit, if you will, on the recent events connected to Louisiana's version of uh, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Well, let's start with the the legislator who actually brought this uh, odious bill uh, to a, a session. And Louisiana, Welton, we are mired in red ink right now. We have a budget deficit projected to be $1.6 billion. This is a fiscal session. It's only supposed to deal with fiscal issues. However, each legislator in off-year fiscal sessions gets to file five non-budget-related bills. This representative, Mike Johnson from Bossier City, is uh, the winner of a special election to fill an unexpired term in the House. He ran unopposed. Mm. We should not have let that happen because Representative Johnson does not represent the good people of Louisiana. He represents the mindset that religion is here to marginalize people. It's only for those who subscribe to their brand of Christianity and not to what is in, you know, the general purpose for uh, for all of us here in our great state. So he comes into it. He also is the one that was chosen because he's an attorney. Uh, he was chosen to uh, be the one to argue before the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals when Louisiana's marriage equality lawsuit went before that appeals court uh, several months ago. He is rooted in the religious right and these religious freedom slash marriage uh, initiatives. Mm -hmm. He even calls this the Marriage and Conscience Act. I don't know how he came up with that term, Mm -hmm. but it's just very simple. They anticipate the U.S. Supreme Court will, in just a matter of a few weeks, will uh, legalize same-sex marriage across Mm -hmm. the board. And this is their uh, half-fisted attempt to try to counter that among their faithful people. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that individuals who are not following this closely um, can't quite understand the concerns being expressed by human rights advocates about 
a bill that they just generally understand as a religious freedom bill. Uh, how does Louisiana's RIFRA differ from the federal law that Bill Clinton signed back in 1993? Well, what what he's trying to do, what he tried to do with House Bill 707, is to uh, make it illegal for the state to uh, to penalize any business that gets called out. I mean, this is such a stretch. This is this is absolutely it's a solution in search of a problem. There is no problem here. But uh, he he wants to be able he wanted to be able to have the state go in and say, look, uh, you know, if, if you have an objection to you baking a cake for this same sex couple, that's fine. We understand that you have religious objections to that. Public accommodation laws don't matter here, apparently, which I find it ironic. He purports to be a constitutional attorney, yet he's just trampling all over our Constitution. Uh, now, uh, that also cuts both ways because, as you know, Welton, Louisiana has a constitutional amendment that is now over a decade old that forbids same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. It defines it as marriage between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. This is a state that has long trampled on the, the equal rights and denied the equal rights of the LGBT community, and it's continuing to do so. But this just takes, you know, these, these state riffers have not even been uh, the ones that the, the Louisiana passed in 2010. No one has even challenged it. No one has brought it up and uh, tried to use it to their advantage. So these are all just words on paper by people who are trying to marginalize a large segment of our population. John, it was just a couple of weeks ago that Jindal swore that he wouldn't cave to so-called corporate bullies in defying common sense and his own fiscal responsibilities and promising that protections for bias would become law in this state. Look, Jindal's approval is at 23%, so he's not playing to voters in Louisiana. He's not even playing to our economic interests Who's playing the tune that he's dancing to? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Welton. You know, I I really want to believe that he sincerely thinks that he can make a a, a successful run for the presidential nomination of his party. Uh, but I've got to believe that there are just so many other machinations that have come into play here. Uh, you talk about a House of Cards episode. We could do one here in Louisiana just based on what Bobby Jindal has done to ignore his home state and to feed into his base on a national scale. He's made no secret that he's going to run for president. You know, the, the Monroe News Star editorial when he announced his exploratory committee this week, called him Captain Obvious. <laughs> you know, and that's a conservative, uh, relatively conservative newspaper that has now seen Bobby Jindal for what he truly is, the emperor who has no clothes. He will go to the ends of the earth to say he is protecting the religious freedom of Americans. But he yeah. doesn't understand what religious freedom is. His definition is just whatever he and his supporters want it to be which takes somebody like me, a gay man, and it just says, you're marginalized. We love you. It's that old argument or that old saying, we love you. We love you, the sinner, but we hate the sin. They just cannot differentiate between what they see as uh, as just something that they're doing to play to the base 
mm-hmm. and how they're literally hurting people and families as they do it. This hurts people, Welton. This hurts me. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, and John, I, I, you know better than than this, but uh, I want our listeners to know as well that uh, when I said that the governor doesn't believe in religious liberty, I, that's not a throwaway generalization. It it really has substance. This is the governor that uh, spent $50,000 of state taxpayers' money to travel the state and give his Christian testimony in churches. Uh, This is the governor that has diverted um, funds for public education to parochial schools primarily and then signed that legislation in a church. Uh, He doesn't get what religious freedom is about. Uh, uh, New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrieu quickly signed his own executive order, stating that, quote, the city of New Orleans appropriately balances religious beliefs of all kinds with civil liberties, including freedom from discrimination. Why wouldn't that statement be enough at the state level? <laughs> well, um, and I, I want to add on to that because uh, there's an, uh, the following paragraph. I, I have the copy mm-hmm. of, of his executive order here. Uh, he says, uh, this executive order is an important symbolic af- affirmation that discrimination in any form will not be tolerated in New Orleans. We believe religious liberty and freedoms should be protected and discrimination prohibited. And we have passed our own laws to reflect that principle. Mm. Uh, this is New Orleans, by the way, is the only is one of only two Louisiana cities that has uh, non-discrimination citywide uh, ordinances. Shreveport being the other one in North Louisiana, which forbid, which forbids uh, any kind of discrimination based on uh, sexual uh, orientation or gender identity. So, you know, it, we're seeing increasingly. We saw it in Arkansas. We're seeing increasingly in some states where we have legislators who are trying to tamp down what can be done on the local level. Well, I think Mitch Landrieu took a, took that play from their playbook, and he mm-hmm. says, look, Baton Rouge and Governor Jindal, this is my city. We do not discriminate. We welcome people regardless uh, of their religious ties, of their sexual orientation, you name it. You are welcome here in Louisiana. And, of course, Mitch Lander also understands tourism is our largest industry in the state, mm-hmm. and that is the biggest industry in New Orleans. It's interesting. Well, you, you mentioned um, well, um, Bobby Jindal's approval rating. This is a solidly red state now. Mm-hmm. Many of the legislators are Republican, but they're, they used to be Democrats. They, mm-hmm. Many of them have switched in the last decade or so as they thought it would be politi- politically expedient for them to do so and get them elected or reelected. But to be a governor in a red state and to have an approval rating lower in the state than President Obama, that's bad. This is what America needs to hear about Governor Bobby Jindal. He's been bad for Louisiana. He has not solved problems. He has created them. And he's done it all the way as he's been looking ahead to his run for the White House. You know, I was uh, in D.C. just a a few days ago and uh, was at a dinner table with several Republican leaders, one of whom who actually – was a part of Jindal's campaigns for governor in both instances. And I asked 
what, what's going on with this man? And uh, this very high-ranking uh, Republican leader said, uh, we're all embarrassed by what he's doing. Uh, he's not playing fair with his Republican counterparts. And um, we don't know what's happened to him, but he is out of touch with the Republican Party and out of touch with uh, America. The pre-presidential uh, primary polls are all showing if he does show up, he only shows up as a hash mark or maybe one or two percent. Right. I mean, he's the lowest of the low. Now, I do realize he's trying to gain traction in Iowa. We know that Iowa will vote conservatively, that there are a lot of uh, evangelical Christians in Iowa that he's playing to. And in fact, the very day that he signed the executive order, the very day that House Bill 707 was defeated in committee. Governor Jindal was running an ad for president, his first television mm-hmm. ad in Iowa, professing to be the go-to guy mm-hmm. for religious freedom. Now, how's that for coincidence? Mm. Well, I, I think I'm not going to comment on that. Um, <laughs> John, you have the trust of so many people in this state because of your long career in communications, a anchor uh, on the news here in uh, Monroe. As a longtime activist, as well as a respected communicator, talk about the efforts in Louisiana to protect the rights of everybody in the state in the face of Gentle's assault. We have pushed Forum for Equality, the uh, the LGBT rights group that I've been a part of and shared the foundation side of for the last two years. We've been pushing a non-discrimination uh, bill. In fact, last year, and we brought it back up again this year, uh, that we call LANA, the Louisiana Non-Discrimination Act. LANA not only outlaws it uh, in just in general, uh, you cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation or gender identity or gender expression, but we also took went through a number of Louisiana laws, and we found almost 70 examples where there are non-discrimination policies that don't cover age, that don't cover sex, and even don't cover race here in the year 2015. Mm-hmm. So we had an omnibus bill that uh, unfortunately got uh, tabled last year. It did not, well, it wasn't tabled. It wasn't brought up for a vote by the committee to the full house. And another bill uh, last year that would have been a little bit narrower in scope uh, also uh, didn't make it in out of committee. We also had that bill ready to go and was due to be heard the same di- the same day this week as House Bill 707, the Marriage and Conscience Act. Mm-hmm. But we decided to defer it. We thought it was important, and we talked with our other LGBT allies, particularly the ACLU here in Louisiana, which is a fine partner of Forum for Equality, and we agreed we needed to focus on this one really bad bill. And I think, Welton, this is a watershed moment for Louisiana's legislature. Now, I realize it's an election year, uh, for those of you who don't know, in Louisiana, we'll elect our governor, a new governor, and a new legislature this fall. But for there to be 10 votes against this bill in committee and only two, and those 10 votes were bipartisan, speaks volumes in support of LGBT rights finally getting a decent seat at the table. And that's important at the legislature. Governor Jindal is not a hands-off governor. 
He has hand-chosen his House Speaker and his Senate President and committee leadership. Don't think that he is not pulling as many strings as he can in that body. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's just so disappointing to have a state leader so focused on his own agenda, uh, contrary to the well-being of his own constituents. This bears watching, I think, both in the particular but also in the general, because you better believe whatever Jindal is able to get away with will quickly get emulated by like-minded conservatives in other states all across this nation. John Dennison is the chair of the Forum for Equality Foundation Executive Board. He's a longtime broadcast journalist, as I've said. He's also a community volunteer whose honors include a Lifetime Achievement Award and broadcasting's equivalent of the Pulitzer Prize. John, I really appreciate you coming in today to um, visit with us again on State of Belief Radio and to enlighten our listeners about uh, how things get done how things get blocked, how things get, get fail uh, in the state of Louisiana. But um, it's not because of you. You are doing well, everything you. you can do, and we appreciate that. Thank you, Welton. I appreciate it. Louisiana politics, it may be crazy, but it's never dull.